We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. One second. For everyone listening live or to the recorded version, welcome, hello to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And for this special analysis slash mailbag episode, we want to do a mailbag, but we have so much to talk about already, which I really didn't expect considering our last episode went out yesterday. Uh, We are live on Locker Room. So hello to everyone listening live. We are glad to have you throw stuff in the discussion tab later we'll, we'll get some folks up to talk to but first as always i am with my wondrous co-host rohan kadi rohan how's it going wondrous is good i like this this is good this is this is a good start got it got to be high energy for this one um someone who wasn't high energy recently in our corner of, of the world, our corner of NBA coverage, unfortunately for us, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, we we got to start here, of course, literally named after Giannis. He should probably always come front and center. And I'm going to mispronounce his name. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to try really hard. Stravin? I hope Stravin. 
Panala. Uh, in the discussion, very timely ask takeaways from Giannis's media session. Um, not good, not terrible. I wouldn't say I don't, I don't think the world is ending because of Giannis's media session. It, it kind of felt that way for parts of yesterday, especially I actually listened to it live, one of the, the radio stations live broadcast it, which was awesome. Um, well, the fact that it did it was awesome. The, the actual news conference wasn't awesome. I don't know. I, I want your thoughts, Rohan, but for me, like, I didn't expect him to announce he was going to sign, right? Like, I wasn't that optimistic. No, that was in. that was never really on the table. One, I'm no. happy we actually got to hear Giannis talk. That's true. We know he's still it's been real. a while. He still exists. It has been a while. Yeah. We got, we got the Instagram photos, or I guess Buck's official account tweeted it, and then Giannis put it on Instagram, of him uh, in practice. We've known he's in practice. Uh, but it's nice to hear him talk to the media because, you know, he is the, the face of the franchise, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, my thing was this. I'm fine with him not committing either way. Um, I think if he's not going to sign it, I don't, I don't think that's a conversation he's going to have publicly during a, a practice media session. And if he is going to sign it, I assume we'll find out through a Woj or Shams or maybe maybe with the Bucks a little upset at Woj, maybe somebody else will break it. But I, I maybe assume it will be. Maybe, maybe it will be us. Great call there. Um, but I just wish – he. Uh, so either he's undecided or he knows and he doesn't want to say yet. Either way, I think I would have rather just heard, like, I'm undecided. Just the way he deflected all the questions, and, of course, most of the questions were about his decision on his looming Supermax offer. He just kept saying, like, my agents are talking to the Bucks. It's out of my hands, etc. And, like, no disrespect to Giannis, who, of course, is probably listening. Not really, but probably listening. It is in your. It's entirely in your hands, right? Like there's no way the Bucks are like. <laughs> like Alex Ross is not making yet. this decision for you. <laughs> I mean, like agents, all agents do, and I feel like this is a, a general league wide misconception. Like there's like the Rich Paul stuff, right? Like Rich Paul is not like telling these athletes like exactly what to do. I, I think that's just false, right? Like he would just get fired if they didn't want to do what he said. I mean, it's like the the players employ the agents, not vice versa. So. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't I didn't like that answer. I didn't like that Giannis stuck to it because it just I it mean, just seems disingenuous. If you want to have some positive spin on that, it could be like, oh, maybe they're discussing like uh, ETOs or something or some bonuses. I don't know. Well, the unfortunate like the the, the supermax. If he wants the thirty five percent in year one, it has to be a full five year deal. Yeah, that is something that's not out there enough. So I mean, yeah, they could still be discussing, you know. Does he want to sign like a two plus one non supermax contract, something like that? Sure, mm. but again, it's not like he just kept making it sound like it's complete. Like whatever, like the honest could send a text right now to John Horst or whoever, and be like two plus one, and the exact contract he wants is like coming to be couriered to him within an hour. Like there's no an hour is happening. too long. He'll get it. He'll he'll see the three dots pop up right away. Say like done. Like, yeah. Well, all right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so that I just I didn't like it. Like it just, and I know a lot of people have said this. I'm just I'm stealing a good take here. It just didn't feel Giannis. Like it was way more phony than you expect Giannis to ever be. Because like usually, like even if he's coyly avoiding something, I'll like have a little bit, maybe have a little bit of fun with it, maybe something like that. I, I don't know. I just something about it struck me as very weird and uncomfortable. Well, to be fair, I feel like we we usually get these sort of responses from Giannis whenever it talks about anything contractual like we we he got the same we, we got the same sort of stuff last year didn't we yeah so it's it's not really new it's just more 
pertinent right now because like last year it's like oh you're one year out from being able to sign the supermax right it's like there's no real implications right now we're here he can sign the supermax he hasn't yet so yeah, that's why it probably ticking. feels weird it's the same sort of tone same sort of talk from Giannis, but now it matters yeah it, it it feels a lot more real um i think that's fair um and I, I will say something I, I guess I've been thinking about and mulling over since all this happened yesterday. Um, you know, this isn't really that surprising. I mean, the quotes itself, I still think are uh, just like, I don't know. I, I, I know he always gives similar answers, but at, at this point in time, like it really is like, it's completely in Giannis's hands. Um, but like, if you, if you think back right to like the bubble, like toward the end of the bubble, you wouldn't really be surprised at Giannis hedging to sign this thing, given how bad the box looked right. Like I, and it's been such a roller coaster since then. I still think they're much better than they were last season, but obviously like even getting to this point of being better was a very bumpy and, and uncomfortable road for the bucks getting through free agency and all that. But I mean, if you think back to when the bubble was ending, I mean, I feel like both of us were pretty much in, there's no way he's going to sign before the next season mode. Right. Yeah, yeah, basically. We're we were saying you have to do major, major changes, which they did. They did. So But But it's there's there's nothing in action yet. Who knows? After Saturday's preseason game he could be like, Yeah, I'm 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 staying. Can you believe that they play a game on freaking Saturday already? Does that, it's, does that it's just feel wild. That's yeah, it's day after tomorrow. <laughs> It really reminds me of, like, the start of the bubble. Like, the bubble being a thing did not strike me as real until, like, I think, like, Denver played one of the first games. And I, like, actually, like... Oh, with their super jumbo lineup. Yes. And I was like, first off, this feels like another one of my Mario Hazania fever dreams. Second off, like, (laughs) basketball's really bad. Like, I think I'm going to get hit the same way. I really hope that... I know two games have the same start time tomorrow, which is actually when the preseason kicks off. But... I really hope the first minute of NBA basketball is Knicks Pistons. That just feels beautiful for that's like perfect. Wait, is it really? Yes. Oh, Knicks, my. it's it's one of the first two games. So the other game I think is a little more serious. But there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance that the first basketball of the 2021 year is Knicks Pistons, and I need that. I need that. Role. What? Yeah, you got to get Obi Toppin versus Killian Hayes. <laughs> exactly, and some uh, some um, Jeremy Grant. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was getting confused with Jerry and Grant. Yeah, no, um, I don't think Jerry and Grant's in the league. No, I think I think he bounced out. Um, we got another question. Why don't the Bucks hire a cap expert? Seems like a pretty fair question at this point. To be quite, you honest. would think they have already, but you, you would think. Seem, well, it doesn't seem like they have. It sure doesn't, and that's just one of those things again where it's like that's the the unfortunate part about the Bucks offseason. I know we've hit this before, but it's like. The end result, not bad at all. Like Drew Holiday, it costs you a lot of picks, whatever. And I think we'll get into some of the pick talk a little bit later. But like the way they got there, like between, you know, whoever reported the Bogdan thing, wherever, whatever happened there, we still don't entirely know. I, I don't really think it was like the Bucks completely bungled it. I think a lot of that falling through is on Bogdan at this point and him not wanting to play as the fourth guy, which whatever. Um, but like between that whole fiasco and, of course, Pat Condon needing his – um, player option moved back a year, and Pat Connaughton getting a player option in the first damn place. Um, Pat Connaughton re-signing for more than the minimum <laughs> for two for basically three guaranteed years. Um, 
Yeah. Even Clutch Sports has a cap expert. Clutch Sports they knows do. what they're doing. They do. My Jeff Siegel, the homie. Yeah. Clutch Sports cap expert. It, uh, Bucks, please reach out. I'll bid Clutch for for Jeff, please. Um, but you yeah, have thirty um, billion dollars to do it. <laughs> Um, we we haven't seen a, a herd G League update yet, right? Before we transition no, I, into hard and stuff. I don't believe we have. It's just been the Knicks and the Nets are going. Yes, I think we've seen that. We've seen Miami, Boston, and Detroit not going. Yeah, yeah. So, I we oh, well, nothing about the herd yet. Yet. Oh, we got a we got a James Harden take question from Tate T Hutch. Um, we're gonna get to that in just a second, but first. You folks get a, a look behind the curtain to a live ad read here. 2020, and this is where Rohan mutes, by the way, some, some more insider baseball for the live listeners. Um, but 2020 has already shaped, reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. The Bucks really investigate this to get full control over finding that cap expert. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. The word, the term no long-term contracts is really hitting me hard right now. Uh, and now Indeed's new way of matching with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore total visits. So it's clear Indeed can get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners, this includes the Milwaukee Bucks, a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions do apply. And while you're on your way to doing that, stop over at betonline.ag. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. So head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use that promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What if that's what Giannis is talking about? With it's it's not in my hands anymore. What if like the Bucks have tried and failed like four times to draft a proper supermax contract? That's just I I I have no words. The if first, actually... the first, the first one is like in Cran. It just said oh Supermax and had a line, the GA no. next to it. That's what <laughs> it feels like sometimes. Oh, we, do you want a little bit of breaking news on the pod? Yeah, what do we got? No, it's not breaking news, but like oh. uh, someone tweeted, uh, if you could invest in player success over the next five years, uh, which ones would you buy the most stocks in? And good old new buck Bobby Portis uh, quote tweets that and tags Giannis. <laughs> Oh, look at that. That's breaking news. That's absolutely breaking news. 
Bobby Portis has, has been fun on social media so far. Bobby Portis, come on the pod. Um, so let's talk about James Harden. I feel like it, we're going to have probably less fun than we had the last time we talked about James Harden on the podcast. Um, uh, we had a segment about laughing at the Rockets. <laughs> and we did. And now look, and now it, it caught up with us fast. That's called karma. Um, so just as when AD was pushing his way to one specific team and threw out a probably BS list, we are now here with James Harden as well. So here, I don't know. I think he did first break it. I have his article up. Shams Trainee of The Athletic. Yeah, it was Shams. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, quote, along with the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets, Houston Rockets star James Harden now also has the Milwaukee Bucks and Miami Heat among his preferred trade destinations. Sources with knowledge. That's a new one. Not league sources, not team sources. Just sources with freaking Dr. Strange have told the <laughs> It's. I mean, I'd, I'd assume that means it's someone from Harden's camp. You would think so, but it's just hilarious. Like, am I a source with knowledge? I have some knowledge. Not a lot, but I have some knowledge. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I will say, and I, I think the AD list comparison is a good one, and I want to throw that to you for I actually thoughts. don't think that is. I was actually just going to say, this list feels a lot more real than AD's list. AD's list was, he even said, like, I'll play for all 29 teams. He also said Other than the, the Knicks, Pelicans. The Knicks were specifically on his list. Yes. And that, that's how you know it's a fake list. I think I think with AD, it's sort of like he wanted to come to Milwaukee. First of all, yeah, definitely did. Uh, Everyone, second, who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. Every superstar wants to be traded to Milwaukee now. <laughs> We're two for two, Ty. We're on a two, two streak. Is, yeah. that a, is that a thing? Is there a term for that? Am I missing something? I think that tells you we're not good enough if we're celebrating a streak of two. That's not a good. Got to start somewhere. That's like a that's how Giannis rookie year Bucks win streak. Right hey, it's better than Boston two. streak zero for two. That's fair enough. <laughs> not on uh, not on AD's list. Not on Harden's list. That is true. That is I, I quote tweeted and I'll just all caps. We're on the list, and I realized I had to rein it back and not be so excited. The Bucks are used to being on this list now. Yeah, come on, that's casual. I act like you've been there. I know, I know. That's my bad. But I, I, so, so you think Harden might actually legitimately want to be a Milwaukee Buck? I think it's yes, because I think he actually wants to be on a contender. Yeah. And if he, if he wants to go to Philly, yes, he wants to be on a contender. Brooklyn to create a super team. Um, Miami obviously just went to the finals. So, you know, if he, if he gets to any of those teams, they're automatically probably, I don't know if they're the favorites to win the title, but they're in the same tier as the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, if you assume that the teams that get him are at least they're all keeping their best player, some of them even their second best player. Yeah, so um, I think that's, there's, there's that's more than fair. Yeah, if 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 he comes to the Bucks, it's Giannis and Harden. If it goes to Philly, it's um, it's probably Embiid and Harden. Yeah, though though friend of the pod Nikias wants it to be uh, Ben Simmons and Harden. I I don't hate that at all, but I think Embiid Harden's a better fit, and I think Houston probably is more interested in. Ben Simmons. Yeah, and if it's uh, if it's Brooklyn, it's KD and Harden, maybe Kyrie, and Miami. They're not trading Jimmy or Bam. So yeah, they Jimmy, say, Bam, uh, and here, let, let's just address a lie. They would throw Tyler Harrow in as the centerpiece for James Harden in 0.5 seconds. Oh, of course they would. I don't care how many times it gets reported by our friends who cover the Heat. I, I'm sure the Heat are saying this to people. If Houston calls right now and says, 
whatever, whatever, what salary, like Iggy and, and Kelly Olenek or whatever, and Tyler Harrow and a couple picks for James Harden, that deal is done today. That deal is done today. Like, let's not be ridiculous here. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is the guy who gave Hassan Whiteside 100 mil, so who knows? <laughs> you know what? Fair point. Um, so, it's so Danny Ainge with Terry Rozier all over again. <laughs> Um, love, love that we get a Celtics dunk. I love that the Celtics aren't on the list, like you mentioned. I love that we get a Celtics dunk in there. Do you think it's interesting? There's no teams from the West. On this oh, list? that's I, that's obviously on purpose. Because he he doesn't want to stay in the West. If he wants to win, he's going to the East. Isn't it interesting that I feel like this is? I mean, I don't, I don't mean to dog harden any more necessarily than we already have endless times. But I feel like I, I didn't know that much about like. Harden really having a strong desire to win? I, I guess that sounds like, again, it sounds like I'm crapping on him. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like in all this reporting, it just has constantly come out that, like, he's wanted to win this whole time. But he kind of wants to do it in, like, his own bizarro basketball way of, like, pounding the air out of the ball and, and having it all the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in the fact that all of a sudden, like, Harden is actually, like, really wanting to, to win a championship to put a, put the icing on the cake of his legacy. I don't know. I find it interesting. I feel like you you almost have to have that mindset to be a great player in the NBA because otherwise yeah, you're not going to make it. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean, and to put it another way, and there's nothing else he hasn't really done, right? Yeah, he's an MVP. He's, has all the All Star accolades, All NBA, All NBA, a bunch of first team scoring champion. I mean, he's had you know stat lines no one's ever had before. Um, Man's had like fifty. Uh, point triple doubles multiple times in a season. I think yeah, I think he's on a sixty point triple double. Um, oh yeah, he did, didn't he? We're both bigging him up now because we're both like, you know, if they can get him, they should probably go get him. Oh, of course. Um, do we need to address that? Yeah, I think we do need to address that. There's a lot of people who aren't interested, and I get it. Um, I don't and agree. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I think on, on the last pod, I'm pretty sure I was like, I would rather keep Chris than James Harden. But it I mean, I'm pretty sure I said then. the same thing. But I didn't think this was like an then. actual possibility. Like the trade yep. would have to be Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Dante, basically, right? I think it has to be Chris. Chris for sure. I think Brooke Lopez also has to be there, and you have to take back smaller salaries because if you do the other version where it's like Chris and all the Bucks small salaries, except Tanasis, because of course um, the Bucks can't get to thirteen guys, and that's a no no. Yeah, so I think it's it's got to be Chris Brooke. Yeah. Uh, Dante. Dante and five second round picks is all the picks the Bucks can offer. I looked today. Is it really? Yeah, they well they have no first they can trade until draft day twenty twenty one. So uh, five second round basically you get Chris Brooke Dante and the return for Nikola Miritich plus one more second round pick. Ah, uh, don't put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is like, I mean, we said it's more realistic. I think more realistic is like for me. Zero percent to like two percent. Yeah, it, it's it's above. It's a non-zero number. So let's talk about what would have to happen for Harden to become a Milwaukee Bucks. I think that's the question people are interested in, right? Like the packages are now obvious. The Bucks don't have that many different versions of the trade. What in what sequence of events gets James Harden to the Milwaukee Bucks? I do think there's. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm quoting Doctor Strange so much. There is like a Doctor Strange type. Like, like you can lay out all the stuff you need to see. You're, you're hyped about all the Disney announcements. <laughs> yeah, big Marvel day. Um, but, like, I think first, like, Simmons has to be off the table, number one, right? Yes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that kind of puts Philly out of the running, it feels like. 
Uh, yeah, it, re- it really Mostly? Does. I mean, I like, what, it, Tobias Harris? And st- they have a lot of picks, no, though. No, there's no way. Probably. I think I think Houston would rather have, uh, like, obviously rather have Chris Middleton than Tobias Harris. For sure. I mean, the difference is the picks, and that's the thing. Like, any combination of a Dante prospect or better and several firsts, it feels like, I don't know, the Bucks are close to outbid there. I know everyone keeps telling me how good Chris is. The interesting, the other thing that is kind of an unknown is I can't figure out what the hell Houston wants because earlier it was a, a young stud prospect and a Drew, I hate that this is the, the term, but a Drew Holiday type bundle of firsts to get Harden. And now I hear they want one of Katie or Kyrie and that's kind of, I mean, if that's the case, then the Bucks are more in action with Chris, right? If they want a young stud in first round picks, there's not that much they can do. Yeah, I think I think the KD and Kyrie thing was just specific to Brooklyn. It's like, oh, that's the only way. Well, I also think it's like just BS to drive the price up, right? Because they have to know KD obviously is not going. No, and Kyrie probably. I don't know. I, I put out a poll on this today. I, I don't think the Nets would would try, want to piss off KD. But on the other hand, like if you have Harden and, and you wouldn't and you wouldn't piss off KD, you'd be asking KD to, if this is okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they pretty much sold their soul to Kevin Durant, which is the worst people you can sell your soul to. Yeah, I mean, you you got to do it. It's Kevin Durant. It's, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just pretty to DeAndre much. Jordan. Did you see that quote? Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. Somebody <laughs> asked somebody asked DeAndre Jordan if he's going to give KD points on playing the five, and he's like, "No, it's Kevin Durant." <laughs> I love that attitude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why he's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> very much, very true, very very true. Um, so that's the that's the Philly thing, though. That that gets Philly out of there. If if Simmons, if they won't include Simmons, I think then the Bucks have a better package than Philly. You know, I think that's actually. I don't. I don't think that's that's bad odds for the Bucks. I don't think they're going to include him until the deadline, and that would be like if things go wrong. Like they've really built a team to go around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah, they really did. Darrow was just like. Okay, I'm just going to make the opposite of the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, um, I'm going to do exactly what I'm going to I'm going to figure out what went wrong in my old gig, and I'm going to do the opposite, which is you know life lessons with Daryl. I really, I mean, he's just all this. Like, who, what stars do we have? How do we compliment them? We're going up. Town. He's he's smart about being a GM. Who would have thought? <laughs> who knew that was enough? Nah, that's that's a little fun. Um, so yeah, there's a chance Philly's out. So then there's three teams left. I, I want to save Miami to last. I think they're the most interesting. Brooklyn yeah. fascinates me. Brooklyn's, yes. I, I think people are poo-pooing Brooklyn's offerings without considering the whole picture. So I, I think KD and Kyrie both stay as part of this. So that means the deal is something like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and that's where that people stop there and start to laugh at the offer and say, how many teams can beat that? I think Brooklyn can throw in, like, as many firsts as they want and then swap. Yeah, in the be, they, they own all of their picks going forward. Yes. And they have some – I think they either have their own seconds or seconds coming in. Like, they – surprisingly, with all the, the, with the star power they have and all the young guys, like, they could, if they wanted to, throw four freaking firsts and three swaps, which at that point, that plus the young guys – that's overwhelming. I mean, like, clearly the Bucks are way out at that point. Yeah, but that it, – it begs your question earlier of what does Houston actually want? Because they could actually go both ways. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I, and I think that's why Brooklyn quietly has one of the more appealing packages because 
Like that's like you're not going to bottom out, right? You're going to be decent at least. Like you're going to be better than like the Thunder and probably the Wolves if you have like the guys they have now plus Dinwiddie and and Karras is looking pretty interesting. I actually think Jared Allen is really really damn good. He's just like a center who doesn't space the floor or play make, so people aren't that interested in him. Um, yeah, and and I mean if you're talking about like sticks picks between overall first and swaps, I mean of course people are going to say like the the immediate picks aren't going to be worth a damn because they have. KD and James Harden and Kyrie, but seven years from now, are any of those guys still in Brooklyn? Probably not. Yeah, it's. I it, plus it's also the place that James wants to go to. You know. Yeah, that and that, that. I think that's the thing people are overlooking a lot with with this whole situation. That so much matters. Or maybe that's what drives them uh, then out of the picture. It could be. I mean, I think really the, the biggest question possible with Tillman. Anything is possible with Tillman. I do think all that matters. How much? Is, how much uh, cash can the Bucks send? <laughs> <laughs> Who has the max cash to send? Um, no, but I, I think it's up to Brooklyn if they're going to get him or not. Because I, I do think that they their offer could get it done, especially because he wants to play there and he can limit the field. Although he hasn't really done, done a ton of that yet. He hasn't. Like, there's been no, like, I won't go here, which we did get yeah. with AD. He, he expanded the list. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if we'll see it expanded. And he has two years if... left on his deal, too. Yes. I wonder if we see the Warriors on this list eventually. I Yeah, they there were reports of them having some sort of discussions. I don't know what that would look like. They had a call. I don't either. I mean, the really, I mean, the really intriguing one, right, is like Clay and Wiseman and the mini pick. And I, I know they wouldn't want to trade Clay before any Golden State people get at me. But if you're talking about this year, Clay is not going to play this year. So then all of a sudden, you have Steph, Harden, Kelly Oubre, Wiggins, and I then have to find some sort of a center. You, but... you dropped off after one and two. Well, yeah, I know. Well, it's a pretty damn good one and two, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, two best guards then, in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Dame Dame has a, a claim, but I know people are people are not wanting to hear that from me. Um, yeah, we no, haven't seen Steph in a while. Exactly. That's it. Depends how Steph looks, but um, but the mini pick I think is probably like the most appetizing draft pick available for trade, just because it's so soon, and I just, I can't see a way that Wolves team is very good, and this draft is just loaded. Yeah, all, all my entire Twitter timeline is just Cade Cunningham highlights. Kid looks good. Evan Mobley, too. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks don't have a pick in the draft, right? They do. Oh, they do, don't they? They yeah. do, yeah. Steppy and Rule means they can't move it, but since 2022 is going out, they have this pick. So, yeah, the Bucks get probably, I mean, obviously not. Un- maybe not until draft. Yeah, 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 I guess based on recent history. Then they, they make a trade with New Orleans for cash considerations or something. <laughs> if they trade a first for cash, it's like I'm going to be convinced Tillman got in the ownership group somehow. No, it'd be a secret part of the Drew Holiday trade or something. <laughs> I love secret parts of trades. That, that if, you, if the Bucks really want to get investigated for tampering, that's the way to do it. Yeah, um, let's talk watch about the last... league not do anything if that happens. <laughs> I was going to say something depressing. I won't now. Um, let's talk Miami. So yeah. we agree the Hero thing is total BS. Just oh, completely, hundred percent. They'd kick that what kid if, to the curb so fast. <laughs> is there any chance, and I, I don't want you to say no immediately. I want you to think about it. 
Um, Tate asks, is it Miami unable to trade most of their contracts since most of them were 2020 signees? I would have to look. They didn't I believe just that's correct. That might, so they'd have to wait until like January then to do it? I think so. Okay, I want to pull up trade NBA as I talk. But I, don't, I want you to think about this and talk it out with me. Don't okay. just dismiss it right away because I think too many people are doing that. Okay. Is Bam Adebayo really off the table? Yes. I don't even think. Uh... It's James Harden. I do yeah. feel like – And I think, I, you know, maybe he is off the table. Maybe he is off the table. I'm not saying that he's not. Like, I clearly know reporting. I have no, no Miami sauces. But it's freaking James Harden. Like, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are getting lost with. They're seeing yeah, I, I, all the antics that are happening, and then they're losing sight of the fact that this is James freaking Harden we're talking about. James freaking Top Harden. Top five so, player in the league. Oh, yeah, you're right. So Dragic was recently signed, so that's going to be Yeah, Dragic was. He has a, It's a team option for the second year, I think. So that could save Tillman some money. Tillman does like that. But I, don't, I think Olenek and Andre can be traded. But that only gets you 27. So, yeah, they have some issues um, with making the deal happen. I forgot they re-signed Myers when they did that deal as well. Oh, yeah, me too. It's going to be an interesting Heat team. But, yeah, so I guess the Heat wouldn't be able to immediately do it. Oh, so this says late February for Myers Leonard. Wow. I mean, still before the deadline. So When so is the, the deadline? Prob- I, do we know when the deadline is? I think we do. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. I mean, everything's a little bit later, so I guess it's in, like, March. Yeah, probably. I don't know. So if the Heat don't put up Bam, which let's say they they won't, I I I don't I wouldn't rule it out. I really wouldn't. I mean, again, it's James. If you got James Harden on that team, how good? But again, I mean, is their team that as good without Bam? He does seem pretty crucial to their team. Maybe they won't trade him. Then they the Heat are big on their own guys. is their package really that good without Bam? March 25th, according to Tate. Thank you, Tate. March 25th. Okay, thank you. I think if it doesn't have Bam, it's not great. You know, because, right? like, like, the best really is Tyler Hero. Who apparently is, like, worth more than the not, like, literal rookie year MJ. <laughs> According I, to people on Twitter, I don't, I don't really understand where this is coming from, but that's that's what I'm hearing. I just, I just, I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like he's good, he's going to be good, he's going to be a good player. There's no, he had there's a no moment. denying that. He yeah. had a moment. Yeah, and maybe he'll keep having moments, but I, I'm a little worried about this bubble stuff. Jimmy Butler for Harden in the discussion right now. I Ooh. saw that. I saw that. I, you know, I I don't think that's been taught. Again, I, I, it's kind of funny to me that, like, the Heat's top two guys have just been automatically seen to, uh, as off the table. Like, I still feel like there's a little bit of a national underrating of, like, James freaking Harden. I don't think they'd trade Jimmy. I don't think they would either. I mean, he is, like, he has kind of brought Heat culture back to, to relevance in a lot of ways. But, man. <sighs> I, I don't know if it works. I don't know if Harden there works. I think if you can get him without giving up Jimmy or Bam, though, you have to do it. Oh, a hundred percent. There's there's no question there. You 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 thank uh, Raphael Stone for the rest of your life if you that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. So but, maybe the Bucks are more in play than we. I, yeah. Now that now that we're talking through these teams, like it's it's 
It just it all depends on Philly and Brooklyn. Won. It all depends on Philly and Brooklyn. Because I think they can beat the Bucks with no matter what Houston wants. It's just if they go there or not. And how aggressive the Bucks are with this. Yeah, I'm sure they're making – I hope they're making calls. Uh, well, that's – I mean, the thing to. is, like, the Bucks, the Bucks have really been building up to try and be, like, this Spurs East thing. Um, how well has that worked? <laughs> it hasn't so far. I, I will see you do that. Um, and, like, I, we haven't talked about it. I don't think it's, like, an automatic no because of this. It is, I think, at least a little bit noteworthy that the one guy in the league that Harden um, – or that Giannis doesn't seem to like is Harden. Oh yeah, and Harden doesn't like Giannis, but apparently he wants to play with him. Yeah, I don't. That's, I mean, hey, if Those this two is how do not like beef, each other at all. If this is how squash the beef, I'm fine with it. This squash um, the beef, real bros of Simi Valley reference. Never, never watched it. What is it? Real bros of Simi Valley. No, I've never even heard of it. Good, don't. Okay, I guess I guess I will. Um, no, don't do it. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I won't. I'm sorry. I guess I won't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to spitball more. I see uh, some folks in the discussion still. If anybody wants to come up and ask us or talk about some stuff live in person, that was the, the crux of this. So make us raise, uh, is it raise your hand, make a speaker request, and we'll bump some people up here. But I don't know. I mean, like not having any firsts is the big thing. But I still think there could be a chance. It just depends on what the other teams want to do. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm a regular follower on Twitter and your podcast. Oh, awesome. appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, like I don't think like Milwaukee has a good enough offer. Like I think yeah. Fratita sees like everyone is like Jewel. They got three first round picks and two picks for him. If he doesn't get at least something equal to that, I think his ego will get hurt. Like, you have to think about Fratita also, not only Rafael Stone. Yeah, I feel like that's a good point. I mean, I think it, it, like, it sort of sets the market. Yeah, like yeah, saw, the like, Drew trades set the market. Like he yeah. saw PG getting five first round picks, and Harden is a, at least has two more years on our contract, contract. So I don't yeah. think they they will accept any second round picks. They like whomever. I think even if Philly puts in Ben Simmons, I think they at least ask for two first round picks. I don't think Philly has, but I have to check. I think they can trade the late first round picks, like later on in twenty twenty five and all. Yeah, I think they, I think they can throw some in too. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I guess it depends. Like, it depends what they want as a centerpiece, right? Because the picks aren't usually a centerpiece. Like, even the AD trade, like there was still Brandon Ingram, and then one of the picks was fourth overall, which I think that carries so much more weight than like you know twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. Like, if nobody else will throw in a legit centerpiece and a ton of picks. That's when I think the Bucks would have a shot. So that's just to add some context. Like I don't think those offers we laid out, like they all beat the Bucks offer easily. I agree with you. I think their only chance is if Houston wants to get this done earlier, and they want that centerpiece of like an all-star player as well. But I do think and if you get if you get Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, and you have John Wall on your team, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good team. And you, I mean, if you want to flip that, I mean, that's the other thing that we haven't talked about is there could be a, a three-team deal where somebody gets Chris and then Houston gets. Yeah, like it, if if Embiid and Simmons are off the table and it's Tobias Harris, no team is going to trade assets for Tobias Harris. A team would trade assets for Chris Middleton. 
But Caris Levert and picks is better than Tobias Harris and uh, the, yeah, the package now. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. If it, if it's Caris and like a lot, like you said, like three or more first from Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn has pole position. Like I think if they offered that, the trade would have been made by now. I don't. I, I that's what I think, and I, I think it feels like they're still trying to figure out exactly what they want to do. But I, I do agree that yeah, like the Bucks for sure are getting outbid. Like their chances if other teams don't come correct with the big offers. I have one more question for you. It's in general sure. NBA. Like yeah. everyone clowns Lakers fans like two years ago for like holding on to their young core. And now like the same fans, like Heat fans and other fans are saying, oh, we don't want to trade Michael Portal Jr. for James Harden. We don't want to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. Like, <laughs> like what is this obsession with like young guys? Like MPJ, I totally get it. Like he can become the next KD. Like his shot is so good. He has size. He has handle for the size. He's a, already an excellent offensive rebounder. You can't stop him getting offensive rebounds. Like, if you can coach him up, he can develop as a good defender, maybe. But Tyler Hero, come on. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, someone, I tweeted at that, like, these fans are delusional. They're saying that coming back at me. Like, like Tyler Hero, come on. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 it's. It's like being a sports fan in general. It's you sort of cling to the you, you cling to your homegrown talent. Like everyone like you wants saw to what have Lakers yeah. did to them, right? Like they targeted him on each and every position. Their entire offense was based on okay, let's target Tiger and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, like let's yeah, I... saw him and say okay, let me go at this guy each and every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's totally uh, that's a great point. Um, I, I imagine think... if they had like. Uh, Dante in, instead of Tyler Hero, I think he would have done better. Like at least Dante is not like food. It definitely defensively they would have been better off with Dante. But I was I was gonna make a Dante comparison. That's Bucks fans will get kind of that way about Dante sometimes. I feel like the natural bias fans have toward their own players, and I think it like it gets exemplified in trade packages in a big way. Um, I think it like applies triple for young guys, right? Because like. Every promising guy, 25 or younger. I could have this team. boat or I could have this anything behind box. this curtain. It could even be a boat. <laughs> Del- was it, what is Dante's name? Michael Jordan of Delaware or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just think that's how it is. But in all like, seriousness, like, what I don't do you think, think Tyler Hero's ceiling is? Like, at best case, what is his ceiling and what is Harden? Like, it's not even close. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think Tyler Hero's ceiling could be a, a good player. I don't think it's anywhere close to I think he'd, be, to I think he'd be a really good player. He's not going to ever come close to Harden. No. Ever. Like, no. Will he be an all-star? I don't think so. He might. I could, like, a couple times, maybe. In the East. <laughs> In the, it, Monte Ellis? <laughs> Monte Ellis. <laughs> well, a little bit better than Monte Ellis? I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh it's a good point. The Tyler Hero stuff is ridiculous. Like, I think there's a poll right now. I don't know if it's swung, but when I checked earlier, uh, from Five Reasons Sports, who do good, good, really good, good work covering the Heat, um, would you trade Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for Harden? And no was winning substantially. And I was just like, come on. Come on, folks. Let's not do this. Yeah, that's really not. Uh yeah, I just Miami is including Euro. They're kicking him to the curb. They're selling his boat. They're just they're doing everything they want. <laughs> They'll send Jack Harlow in the deal too if they have to. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He might even no. get Lou Will. <laughs> yeah, it might be a package deal. I was actually thinking of Lou Will as a Tyler Harrow aspiration. Eh, that's not bad. 
It's not terrible. I, I think he could be better. I, but I don't think he's as cra- he's not he's not the playmaker Lou Will's. Certainly not. No, he's a good pick and roll ball handler, but he doesn't have Will's Lou Will's overall. I think playmaking. Uh, by he doesn't have Lou so, Will's skills of handling things. <laughs> oh wow! Saucy Rohan lately in the in the cut. Um, by the way, while you're still up here, did I pronounce? Is it Stravan? Uh, Stravan, yeah. I have one Good. more box question for you. I think you will like this question and your fans. Like, because the rotation won't be as deep this year because there are not many as many good NBA players on the bench. Do you think Bird will play Giannis 35 minutes and Middleton 35 minutes? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Giannis's conditioning is such an interesting thing. Like we've like Chris gets his minutes scaled up usually in the playoffs. It takes Bud too long, but he'll get there. Giannis will start to look legitimately gassed, and I I do wonder like. Is that just because he doesn't play at all in the regular season? Or is that like is that just a Giannis thing? Like I, I don't think it makes sense as just a Giannis thing, especially because he doesn't play that much center, although he does play hard as hell. I do wonder, like though, if you ramp him up earlier, and you would think, I think logically, if you ramp him up earlier, do you get him able to go so much farther in the playoffs? Um, but this year is tough, especially because you know, you, you want to at least uh, take a little while to ramp up his minutes, I think, in this crazy COVID shortened offseason year. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to take your chances. You know, the what's the logic that's always behind it? He plays too hard in his minutes. Right. Yeah, I, I so, guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like if you go like like the Bucks main offense is transition, right? But if you go hard every time, like coast to coast, it takes away so much. Yeah. Like you, you even see saw LeBron like gassed in the finals and other playoff runs because he saw great players like Matthew the... Delavadova need an IV. <laughs> Not this time. Like even this finals, like because they were they couldn't generate anything in the half court. Lakers also had to run and LeBron himself had to run. But if you like, if he goes like three straight transition positions, he's also gassed. Like that makes sense. That's why I think having Drew will help because at least He's a reasonable half court creator, so you probably don't need to go to transition that much to generate offense. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I think a, a good a good takeaway from that too, and and not to absolve Bud by any means, we don't we don't like to do that on this here podcast. Um, but I think Giannis needs to learn how to take plays off a little bit better um, without looking completely like disinterested, like a potential future Milwaukee Buck James Harden does on a lot of offense when he's not involved. But like potential LeBron is Milwaukee Buck. <laughs> Listen, you gotta you gotta at least tepidly He's speaking speak it into existence. existence. Very tepidly. Um but like Giannis needs to learn to not maybe go hundred ten percent every play because I'd rather have like seventy five percent Giannis for almost the whole game than a hundred percent Giannis but he key like uh, like you'd rather have him out there Math checks more. Up. Uh, I don't know if it does, but I think in real life it would. Trust me. <laughs> I have a hot take. Like Harden should learn from Giannis, and Giannis should learn from Harden. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I actually, I, I think I see the yeah. vision. I don't know if I want Giannis to be quite as irresponsible, but to a certain degree, they they could take a little bit away. From, maybe maybe this is the the odd they, they complement each other perfectly. I would totally watch a, a show that's like them bunking together. I think it'd be oh, hilarious. 100%. 100%. Like, imagine they have to, like, quarantine together or something. Oh, man. Unless it just devolves into Giannis playing dodgeball with basketballs and, and Harden. Otherwise, <laughs> we've got that Can tape Can you already. imagine those two playing together? Like, 
Like, if uh, it worked, it would really work. I don't know. If it, it would just work. in terms, no, of course, it would. It would work incredibly well out of the basketball, just in terms of pure basketball. But can you imagine the personalities? What if they became best friends? Yeah, it, I I don't know. Doesn't America and the world need that lesson right now? You know, they really come do. together, settle your differences, talk to people you hate, and win championships together. That's a yeah. that's a powerful lesson. Yeah, open some new establishments in Milwaukee. Um. <laughs> uh, so somebody, I don't think it was in the Euro group Discord, but um, somebody in a different Discord, I think it was by guy Numak. Shouts to Numak. He's probably not going to listen. He pulled up Google Maps. Oh, no. <laughs> the walking distance from Fiserv Forum to, I won't say the name on this platform, a very famous uh, establishment, shall we say, in Milwaukee, the most famous one if you're a Milwaukeean. It's a six-minute walk, Rohan. It is, isn't it? It's a six-minute walk. So maybe Milwaukee's a perfect fit for James Harden. Can you imagine how short the drive would be? A post-game jog after a game winner, and he, he's at his establishment right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks would, like, buy it. <laughs> and, like... The... And, like, name it after Harden or something. Yeah, or the Bucks would do it. Like, one of the Lazaris would just buy it under, like, a shell corporation or something. Do you remember like... how Giannis wanted to buy the old practice facility? Yes. Giannis and Harden, like uh, Rogers and Braun, are going to go into business together. But it's it's half practice facility and half establishment. Oh, my goodness. I just... just... I... <sighs> I need this to happen now. <laughs> we would have a lot of content. We would have quite a lot of content. We would never run out of content. We'd have to grow ridiculous beards, right? I think we can I think we can put that publicly. Sure. Like if James Harden's a Milwaukee Buck, I'm growing it out for like a year. Yeah, we gotta we gotta try. I don't we know if we can get it, because James is pretty impressive. <laughs> Logan in the chat says if Harden comes to Milwaukee, clubs are gonna go up in the state like quick trips. Maybe they can combine the two. Honestly, quick trip. Yeah, the, quick trip has everything else handled. Like, there's on one side of quick trip, there's the beer cave. On the other side, there's the champagne cave. Oh my god! I'm all uh, in. I, you know what? I feel like it would work. Do you yeah, know hey, you know who else was spotted today? at a quick trip? Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, <laughs> well, we're starting to wind down here. If anyone else wants to hop in, feel free to, to raise hands. I think I think our guy, Sarabin, is still up in the room but muted. Which I, um, Feel free to hang out or not. Oh, we got, we got a question in, uh, from Tate. What was the weirdest news of the offseason? The Pat real oh. estate development and the Evan Turner assistant coach hiring were certainly up there for me. Yeah, Evan Turner was weird. Like, he just retired? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't play. even know if. I don't know if he officially did. I feel like he kind of left the world. You know? So he can't don't play. put Evan Turner. Don't put Evan Turner in a box, Rohan. It seems he's coaching remotely. Like Jason Tatum and him are going on Instagram. They're talking to each other. Uh, yeah, he's going to be doing like player development stuff, I believe. Yeah, it does seem that way. Uh, no, I think oh, yeah, I think was... that was reported out there. Oh, was oh yeah, yeah, that was reported. You're right. Let's hop Jesse in the chat quick. I would say my weirdest news of the offseason is probably, I don't know. I feel like there were so many. 
Uh, How's it going, man? What's, what's, up, what's up, guys? I got a question because this is kind of heating up on Twitter. Okay. Uh, and I know it's kind of BS, just ESPN-less crap. Um, <laughs> but now the big debate is Luca was, you know, in their top five for ESPN. Yeah. And a lot of players, uh, a lot of people, a lot of the fan bases don't agree with that. And, you know, I'm a Mavs fan, I'm a homer, and I'm biased. So I don't know if I would put him in the top five, but, uh, you know, a lot of players, th- this list is a projection for who's going to be good next year, right? Yes. Um, so people are saying Steph is better right now, KD's better right now. What do you, where do you guys feel like he is in that conversation? I've actually been debating Luca specifically on this list a lot. I called earlier this week that he would be top five because I think that's like such a great conversation starter for ESPN and, and surprise right. it has been. His first team All NBA, so yeah. No, NBA. for sure. I, and I don't think it's outlandish. I would think I have him around six or seven personally. Uh, yeah, I, would put, I, agree. I would put, I think Kawhi has a case, although the health thing is there. I think Harden for now should be better. And I'm not just saying that because he's a potential future buck. I just think like <laughs> Harden has such a track record of doing so much of the Luca stuff for so much longer. And like, for me, the big thing is and more efficiently too. Yeah. And yeah way more efficiently. Exactly. Like if Luca continues to shoot, like he shot in the bubble, then maybe he really is top five, but that was like a stark right. departure. Yeah. From his I feel like season. we're, we're mainly focusing on the highs of Luca and we're not really acknowledging his lows. Really? Yeah. Cause I mean, I watch him every game. So it's like, yeah. I get an understanding and I do feel like he's maybe rated a little too high and I don't like that. I like, I would much rather him be underrated. Yeah, of um, course. But the thing that people don't realize about Luca is that his ability to make really bad players good yeah. is amazing. Like the gravity that he has, he's seventy percent driving to the basket. And when you create that much gravity that way, that's how he still is a poor shooter and averages thirty points a game basically, is because he's able to just you know, drive and get to the bucket at will on anybody and then being able to kick it out to really like undrafted players are hitting 37, 38% from three for the season because he's just getting the wide open looks all the time. So that effect with his gravity and some of his other advanced stats, like his assist percentage and certain things like that make him better in certain ways. I think he's one of the best passers in the league. I think he's probably top two, three. But um, I think that that's where people kind of – that's the difference between him and Harden. Harden's a much better scorer for sure. Um, There's no question. I don't think even Luke is in the same tier. But uh, I do think what he – how he makes – takes a lottery team to the playoffs in a a season – he just he's just a better asset on your squad. But um I agree that Harden's still objectively better right now and you can't take him off until he does something to take him off. Yeah, I think Dame maybe has a case too. Um it's it's close, but I, I have them all pretty close personally. And then I I thought Katie and Steph were both a little bit too high considering they haven't played in any I mean Steph played like Right, they gotta prove it. But yeah, I, I think like Dame and Jokic being as low as they were uh, was wild to me. But no, also, I, I mean, another thing about Luca is that he changes the game with his rebounding too. Like he's a, yeah, he's he's, an a, he's a big rebounder. guy. 
Yeah. yeah, he's a big dude. He's a strong dude, and he will he will steal rebounds from people constantly. Um, he, he's a very under. I mean, he's had twenty rebound games. Like he's he's a real deal on rebounding. Like he's broken records for that too. So there's a lot of facets of his game. He just he needs to get more efficient for him to be considered in the in top five. Yeah, I think yeah. I think one of the main things that's coming from, like you said earlier, it's it's a projection, right? So can he actually become more efficient this season? Yeah, I do believe he can do that. And if he does if he does that, he's in that tier. It's just a question of is he actually going to take that leap? Yeah, it's also are his teammates going to take a leap because he yep, had exactly he had nobody to help him, and he was one of the reasons. The main reason why he's inefficient from three is because he takes a lot of step backs to create space and he's sacrificing his percentage to be able to still create that space. Carlisle wants to have tons of space. And that's why he's got Porzingis shooting 30 footers and they play five out. Space is more important than anything. And he'll shoot a bunch of those uh, just because he wants to make sure his defenders up on him at all times. So, when if he were to maybe take less step backs and just reduce the amount of shots he takes, he'd be way more efficient because most of the game he is efficient. It's usually the fourth quarter where he's not efficient, which is he needs to fix. Yeah, I, I think he's a better shooter than his regular season three point percentage shows for sure. I, I agree with you there. I, I think good takes. I, I want to ask you while you're while you're in here. I, I think. Probably the most tolerable to me if Giannis does end up going elsewhere. I think, and I'd I love Rohan, I don't know if you agree, <sighs> Dallas probably. Yeah. Like, I don't have any ill will toward Dallas, and, like, watching Luka and Giannis would be so much fun. It's the best situation for him. Well, the best situation for Giannis is staying in Milwaukee. And I, hey. I think a lot of Dallas fans want him to stay in Milwaukee. I think it's better for the league for him to stay in Milwaukee. But, yeah, if he's going to go somewhere, especially the free agent and, and not a trade, there's no way he can go to Dallas in a trade. But yeah, free agent, uh, I think, is probably his best destination because he can go there without any, without the team giving up any assets or, or uh, you know, any talent. And they're ready right now for him to plug in and wouldn't really have to make any improvements because – Everything is basically tailor-made. Their finances, their roles, everything is tailor-made for him to come in. And I think that was their strategy. Plus, he's been friends with the Nelsons and, uh, you know, the Mavs organization since like 14. So um, hmm. they have a long history together. So, uh, I mean, it would be for the next 10 years they would be a, playoff, uh, a title contender. But I really hope he stays in Milwaukee. Yeah, we hope so I, I, too. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope so too. Thanks, thanks, Jesse. I like the the Luca talk. And I like the the honest staying optimism. Um, I'm still thinking about weirdest moment, Tate. Don't I haven't I'm, don't give up on me yet. Uh, we have one more speaker request here. I'm just gonna clear out our folks. We already oh it went away. Oh no, it's still here. Let's get Logan up here. What's up, Logan? How are we doing, gentlemen? Good so, man. How are you? Good. So I'm actually kind of just asking for some advice. Okay. I, mean, I, don't want, I don't want to take up too much time, but I have decided that if this whole thing does fall through, I, I just I don't think I can support the Bucks anymore as long as the current ownership is, is there. 
So mm-hmm. just to, just to, just to give some background about this, I've I've been a Bucks fan my entire life. I had a freaking Vin Baker poster on my wall when I was six Ooh. years old. Ooh. Like throwing I, it back. I mean, like <laughs> I've, but you know, kind of been through it all through the Herb Cole, the Herb Cole eight seed mandate. It was almost mm-hmm. easier then when there were no expectations. But <laughs> yeah, like, <it> was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, just just with everything from the Jason Kidd stuff to botching that to with the GM stuff with Horst where it just kind of was a jumbled mess there to messing up last offseason not whole, not getting the the trade exception to not going into the tax to whatever whatever um bumbling the offseason however it happened with the leaking of of the sign and trade with with Bogey I just it's really hard for me if he walks to continue to give them money. And it's really hard for me to subject my kid and my wife to me watching 82 games of this stuff anymore. If he's not going to be around. So, you know what? I, I, that's, you know, I think this is a good, just life lesson. Just cut out toxicity in your life. I support it. <laughs> Here, here's what I'll say. Here's if it's causing you pain, it's not worth COVID it. Is that you can kind of really just take a step back, but I have narrowed it down to a couple of things. So okay. obviously don't want to do anything regionally. Uh, Minnesota stinks. Their ownership's just as bad <laughs> currently. Chicago, Garpax, can't do that. Um, Detroit, they're gone they're, they are yeah, gone oh, that's Gar, right. Gar's in right. New Orleans. Now. You're right. Gar's in New Orleans. Okay. Um, but Detroit, their obsession with centers is too much for me to handle. Can't do that. <laughs> Cleveland, Dan Gilbert as an owner, ostensibly terrible human being. Can't do that. So I've got it down to a couple choices. Orlando, John Hammond. I have experience with that. I can expect an eight seed every once in a while and losing four games. That I'm used lanky to. Boys. A lot that, of lanky boys. Too. That, maybe I could just attach my hip to Isaac and just hope and pray. <laughs> OKC, tons of first-round picks. That's the true gamble, the roll of the dice. Yeah. I think it's a good investment. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I've kind of just narrowed it down to those two because I, I really don't know what to do. You could be uh, aim high. You could be like a Lakers fan or something. See, I just can't do that. I just, I, I can't. I, I respect it. following Giannis. It would, it would be too hard to do that right away. I mean, I that, would, you. that I would just you. be kind of like you're watching an ex and you're yep. like rooting, rooting for her new boyfriend. That would be, <laughs> that would be really tough. I so. bet he's great to her. <laughs> I bet treats her really well, her better than I do. Takes her out to dinner every dinner week. every Friday guy. night, dancing every Saturday. That son of a bitch. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this before I weigh in. I will. I will give you an answer on your choices. I'll say Again, this. Again, I mean, it, it, this is way off the deep end, but it's it's something I'm thinking about, which. Says how bad and how yeah, nervous please. I, I am. <laughs> I will say I I think you can love the Bucks without loving or embracing ownership and the decisions they've made. And I do hope that not everybody gets. And I think this is an immediate thing too, because pretty much no matter what, we get one more year of Giannis. And I am worried that some people like yourself. Um, not unexpectedly and, and justifiably are this fed up. Like I'm I, I not like I'm disagreeing or, or saying, you know, you're crazy for feeling that way. I totally get it. Trust me. I really get it. I hope it doesn't ruin this season. And I hope it doesn't cause too many people. If it goes badly, knock on wood here. I hope it doesn't ruin this season for people. And I hope 
people don't really get driven to Orlando, Logan. Really, Orlando? Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> look, man, I'm going down there two times a year. I can go to a couple games. Tickets are 20 bucks. Uh, you make a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think there's ways to, you know, watch and, and still love the Bucks, even if you don't. I mean, like if you, you if you go to games, you know, get reseller tickets or go cheaper, you know, don't buy the jerseys, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I, I get it, though. I mean, if it's it, I really do see where, where you're coming from on this. I would say Orlando over OKC personally. I, I just I I'd don't take trust OKC. It's an investment. I don't trust the pick hoarding. I don't trust it. I like that Orlando. I trust. I trust in Sam Presti. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's two solid choices. A lot of good O names for you. I, I feel I mean, like going to Orlando. Twice. Yeah, I feel like Orlando's a solid baseline. Like it's a it's a high floor, low ceiling. Uh, no, it's they're the same. It's floors. It's, you know what it is. You know what the ceiling is. The Orlando. roof. <laughs> the ceiling is the floor. False jerseys in the mail. <laughs> That's that Fultz is fun. <laughs> Although now they have uh, Cole Anthony. Who knows how long Fultz is starting there. <laughs> True. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, I forgot about faults. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people did. Um, by yourself, Logan, I totally see where you're coming from. I hope, I hope everything goes great. And Giannis, please. Giannis, please. If it does come to this, I hope you'll continue listening to the Eurostep. Even if it won't be the Eurostep. <laughs> yeah, it won't be the Eurostep. I hope you'll continue listening to whatever our pod is called. Oh, man. Giannis, please. I'll say it again. Giannis, please. <laughs> Oh man, thanks much. This was a it was a fun a fun divergence, Logan. I appreciate you yeah, coming on here and sharing. I I can feel a lot of people right now are listening. Congrats to this on the like, kid. Yeah, congrats on the kid. Appreciate um, it. I think a lot of people right now are listening and going. I agree with Logan a hundred percent. There might be we might have triple the amount of Magic fans by the end of this season if five more people make the same. The decision. Orlando Magic owe you like some sort of. Uh... Some sort of package for giving them fans. Swag These bag. tickets probably can't be more than four or five grand. I mean, my people <laughs> swing that. <laughs> somebody's got to. Somebody's got to sit there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'll never give up the bucks. I don't think I can. I think. I think I kind of need the toxicity and, in my life. Look, I I I I have said that too. Like, I mean, good lord, watching that fifteen win season when they drafted Giannis, like. Nate Walters for crying out loud. Me and my roommate at the time were like, they got to get Nate Walters more. <laughs> Nate is like, going Nate. I mean, Nate the great, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm able to go through that. I'm old, able to go through the, the eight seed mandate trading for Monte Ellis. My God. Um, just, and I just, it's really hard for me to continue. I mean, okay. Yes. I can stop buying jerseys. I can stop buying apparel. I can stop paying for, for tickets at Pfizer 10 times a year. But, like, it's just really hard for me to kind of keep going with that when I know that the best chance they've had in my lifetime and a lot of people's lifetime was just not not screwed up one time, but, like, seven. I do, I do think we need to see a front office person brought in to help with this cap stuff because it's just happened too many times. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's sad. Like, it's, it's – sad is the wrong word. Embarrassing is the right word. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well uh, Tate says we should keep Eurostep and Thanasis is on our future Bucks legend. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> re-sign Thanasis even if Giannis leaves. Really? Yeah. Five-year full max? 
Yeah, you can keep selling Atetokounmpo jerseys. Like, what if what if they accidentally signed the wrong Atetokounmpo to a full max? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. They mailed it to Thanasis. Yeah, that's, they, they got the name. Where Thanasis signs whatever his max is. Went through the went through the money. NBA transaction wire wrong. <laughs> The the, oh. the person's looking through it like, you sure you want to sign this contract? Like, really? Really? Yeah. It's okay. like, yes. Four years, $110 million, the Jalen Brown special. Best man in the league, worth the max. I completely agree, Ted. Completely agree. It is the best. And infectious smile. At herd games is so much fun. Like, truly an infectious smile. He tries to break down defenses by himself. He's a lot of very confident person. Man goes to war with a basketball as his weapon. <laughs> every possession. Sneaky, sneaky center option. Tenacious. Okay. No, I think we need to. The backup we, he's going to have to be. Uh, we need to pick our, our favorite weird moment. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. From the yeah, you go first. I, think, I still don't have one. You have to go first. Uh, that was my plan. Uh, <laughs> so off season is after the bubble, right? Because if it's any bubble, if it's if it includes the bubble, for me it's by far Lou Will's chicken wing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Lou Will for sure. That's that's a clear winner. Um, I will say a new contender has got to be. I read, and I don't know if this is true. I read it on a true teaser. I didn't actually have access to it. Um, well, thanks again, Logan. Um, I read that Daniel House tried to lie and say someone else brought the uh, Wait, did he unapproved. really? I don't know. I haven't read the story. I read it in a preview, and I, I you have to pay to read the story. And I just paid for ESPN Plus. I didn't have it in me to pay for True Hoop Plus right now. If anyone has read it, please let me know. But apparently, Daniel House lied about who. Like he said, it was a teammate, and then they pulled up the video, and it was him. So that's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about that as well. The little baby birthday bash is up there right now. Yeah, it's really up there. It's it's it honestly just makes me mad because it's like think, you know yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think honestly, even more so than just him going to the little baby's party, I feel like he basically traveled across the country and hit up multiple clubs in like three days. Which yeah. like now you just want to talk about a travel? That's a travel. Ooh. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Giannis and Harden meant to play Boom. together. Roasted. Boom. <laughs> I feel like we said we were going to do 35 minutes and we're at an hour and nine, which is classic us. No, that's it. I, I expected nothing less. Um, but weirdest moment, though, of the off season so far. Um, <sighs> oh, you know what? If strictly basketball, like actual Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Maybe Gordon Paul Hayward's George? Like. <laughs> That's not as weird, though. I mean, really, I mean, as much as everyone is... He's saying he's going back to his MVP season. Yeah, okay. Paul Paul George winning MVP... (laughs) Saying he won MVP is amazing. It's the same year of the bowling... He's referring to his third-place finish. Like, I know this. Yes, he is. But that's just objectively funny. (laughs) I'm going to start talking about the year I graduated valedictorian. Because, like... I was on a list somewhere, right? Like I had to be, <laughs> I had to have everyone's GPA I was present on the list. No? Yeah, like I, that was my valedictorian year. So that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gordon Hayward's a good one. What was another? Uh, Detroit, just everything. <laughs> All of Detroit. The Bucks' first deal being Pat Connaughton. Oh God, yeah. And of course, I mean, we're, ignoring, we're, we're PTSD'd out by it, but Bo- the whole Bogdan thing. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. But we just don't talk about that anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Until he gets traded to the Bucks. No. In like a year. In a nah, year. You triggered me again. You know what? Run the outro. I'm done. I quit this pub. This you one quit, specifically. This one this specifically. Pub. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I guess we get to do a live outro now too, but this is yeah, this was our first pod live pod here on locker room. We, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really liking the interaction, you know, getting people to talk. It was nice hearing all of you speak. Um, yeah, just getting it going. The show. This is fun. I like this. Nobody came in and, like, cussed us out or anything, and I feel like that's a win in itself. No, we have, we have respectful fans, Ty. Yeah, of course. It's our brand, except yeah. if we're talking about hey, – never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, we're talking about Quick Trip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Quick Trip. 100%. Uh, um, uh, so I guess thank you for listening if you're live thank you for being here if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast you know, thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here live on Locker Room and just you know on the Blue Wire Podcast Network um, you know if you're, if you're listening to this as a podcast you know rate, subscribe uh, leave, a, leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice make sure you're subscribed like I just said tell your family and friends about the show we're going to be doing this the second Thursday of every month so this was our first time if you missed us live on locker room you'll you'll get to catch us again next month we'll 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 tweet about it you know follow us both on twitter I make sure january 14th will be the next yeah one. i probably should look that up before i start <laughs> talking i just about did that. right now thank you i really appreciate this january 14th uh is going to be our next uh live mailbag here uh think of some questions ahead of time you know just off the cuff you know it, it's it worked well right now so yeah make sure you tell all your friends and family about the show check out all of the great content across the blue wire podcast network stay safe out there everyone and we will talk to you next time whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.